0: What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, It's Monday, Memorial Day, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, It's been a pretty good weekend. Uh, Chilling out right now, just drinking some cold beers, but uh, Saturday I had a tournament on Onondaga Lake, uh, just north of Syracuse. Uh, Did good. Uh, Got the money, third place. Uh, Tough day in the water, though. Uh, I I got six good bites, Um, but that was all I needed. But uh, it was tough, man. Uh, The the temperatures dropped to, like, the 40s. The water temps dropped to, like... Uh, low 60s um and i don't know i was confused the fish were probably confused uh, everything was just whacked so uh i don't know It was tough fishing went out this morning on oneida and struggled there too uh you know kind of a small limit but uh you know it was tough man um we're in a funk uh, hopefully uh this week will get better uh I'm praying uh but no um uh, yeah like i said good weekend tournaments uh last tournament of, well not last tournament but uh not, not competing next weekend. Uh, thank God! Like I've been, I've been, on, I've been, what, tur- doing tournaments since uh, late April, every weekend. So uh, it's nice to take a little break, hang out with the family, uh, get my life together, <laughs> figure out what I need to do with all my fishing shit. What do I need? Uh, things like that. Because I just feel really, you know, unorganized right now. But uh, we'll get we'll get together. Uh, we got to June's June's gonna be crazy. We got Lake Champlain at the end of the month. We got Henderson and Sackett's Harbor coming up. Uh, we got the Delta Lake coming up. We got all kinds of cool shit coming up in June, so very excited. Uh, so we got to get ready for that. But uh, other than that, I'm not sure what else is going on. I know we got uh, Rayburn coming up. I think I don't know if they changed it yet or whatever. But uh, we got Possum Kingdom coming up, so uh, I know we got some you know homies down there or who've been traveling already. Uh, stay safe. Uh, let me know how it goes, guys. Uh, I don't. I've never been to Texas, uh, so uh, reach out to me. Let me know how you're doing. Uh, Tag me some pictures. Uh, you know the drill i love hearing from you guys um but uh yeah that's it man uh let's just jump into this um i did this recording on um thursday but uh held off till the day to to post it for some reason but uh um but yeah anyways uh let's talk about sponsors real quick uh sticks fishing uh awesome rods six rods complete the first complete set all you need in these six rods uh any technique any lures you're covered with these uh they got a uh 90-day, you know, buy them, try them, or try buy them, try them. Where if you don't like them, you can send them back. Uh, but great rods, man. Uh, I I love them. Uh, they, they've made my life so much easier. You know, like I'm not that guy who needs like a very specific uh, rod. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I just don't. So these these rods do all I need. Um, I find use for all six of them. So uh, check them out. They're color coordinated and number. You know, they got numbers on them for some of the people who are slower than the others um so you know it's it's an easy concept guys but uh check them out man uh make sure you check out the website as well uh travis marin and um nick the informative fisherman they got some great uh, tutorial videos on there uh just just awesome guys man they really love helping people catch fish uh they create they're the ones you know came up with the ideas for these rods and put it all together and i just it's a great concept uh especially for dummies like me so check them out uh, use discount code Dark Waters. Get yourself a discount. I think you can get all six rods for 500 bucks, which isn't bad. These are great rods. The reason why they're so cheap because they cut out the middleman. So check them out. Uh, they probably got some, they got they, they got something you need. So uh, anyways, uh, we are powered by uh, Dakota Lithium. I uh, went fishing with Craig Storm this morning. I'm pretty sure he skunked, uh, but whatever. Uh, great guy, great human being. Uh, but yeah, he liked the podcast. We ended up figuring out we live pretty close to each other, so. Uh, He's, sp- he's sponsoring the podcast now, so we are officially powered by Dakota Lithium, so check him out. Uh, I just got my power box about a week ago. Love it. Uh, took it out to the tournament uh, Saturday morning, and it was just great having that. I could charge my phone, my GoPro. I uh, even had a light on there. Uh, just just cool shit, man, and just great batteries. Uh, I can't say enough about them. I, I, dude, I'm i excited to be working with these guys. Um, obviously, X-Zone been with them for a while. Capital D, Capital W, 15. Uh, and Rogue Fishing Company, don't lose your shit this year. I've already had someone reach out to me say they lost their phone. I, you know, I, I showed some sympathy, but in the back of my mind, I was like, dude, you listen to the show. Every episode, before the episode starts, I talk about Rogue Fishing Company. I said, and I let you know that you don't have to lose your shit. They got gear to protect your gear. Buy it and use discount code Dark Waters. Uh, don't be a dummy. So, uh, but yeah, those are my my sponsors this year. Great companies, great people. Uh, they love the kayak fishing community. Uh, give, them, you know, give them a shout. Let them know that I sent you. But uh, other than that, man, we'll jump into this episode. Uh, John, Judy Richardson, the power couple out of New Hampshire. Uh, very excited to have them on the show. I met them at Candlewood uh, two weekends ago. Uh, awesome people. They're, they're actually the first person I saw at the launch uh, when I was pre-fishing. And uh, me and Judy kind of launched together. And we were kind of heading the same direction as you before me. And wham, sh- landed right into a large mouth like, out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, man, this is how it's going to be, huh? And so uh, I figured it was going to be good fishing, and it was, just for them, not me. Uh, both of them got a top 10 finish on day two. Uh, John coming in first, Judy coming in sixth, and I think John came in fourth or something on the on day one. Whatever. They had a great weekend. Uh, great people. Very nice. Enjoy having them on the podcast. Uh, I mean, it, it's cool, man. They're like, that's a power couple. That's all I'm going to call them for now on. But, uh, man, awesome people, man. Make sure you check them out. Uh, I mean, obviously, we just talked about Cane Wood and, and fishing. I mean, that's pretty much all we talked about. So, uh, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I enjoyed these two. We had a great time. But, yeah, guys, Memorial Day weekend. Remember what this is all about. Um, as a veteran, I'm telling you to go barbecue, go blow some shit up, have a great time. Uh, obviously, you're going to remember, you know, what this day is all about. But, damn it, go have a good time and, uh, you know, celebrate the lives of the people who can no longer be here with us because they, you know, they laid it all down for us, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a few beers, probably gonna have a shot, you know, pull one out for the homies, uh, but no, I'm going to celebrate this day and celebrate the lives of, you know, my friends and, um, you know, the people I've known throughout the years, so uh, it's a good weekend. It's, it's the weekend that America needs, so enough about that. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Reach out to me. Let me know how life is, and I'll talk to you again soon. Ciao. <music> We'll be right All right, good evening, John and Judy. I see you guys are playing musical chairs. Yeah, yeah. You, you caught us. Yeah. <laughs> so how are we do tonight? Excellent. All right. Well it's Friday night. Do we got any tournaments tomorrow? Nope. Weekends off. No, I got I got my uh got one tomorrow and then I get my first weekend off uh in like a month next weekend. Nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. Are,
1: are you doing Masolanski?
0: Nope. I'm gonna miss that one. Uh just I know I, I've been traveling and doing a bunch of stuff this, this whole month. So I'm kind of just going to take a break that weekend and just hang out with the family and do some family stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, but, then, but then after that, I got like tournaments every weekend for like two months. So it, it's, it's a busy summer for me. Yeah. Right. So, all right, well, uh, we know why you guys are on the show. We can see it, uh, they behind you. Um, but, uh, before we can get into that, we need to talk <laughs> about who you are just in case no one knows who you are. It's the first time you're in the dark water. So, uh, we're going to start with Judy, John. I know you, you know, she said that you're the one I'm supposed to talk to you, but I want to talk to her right now. Who are you, Judy? How did you get in kayak fishing?
1: Um, I'm Judy Richardson. I've been doing it for five years. Um, basically, I grew up in Minnesota. I always loved freshwater fishing, and John and I used to freshwater together, and then he jumped ship and went to the saltwater, so I uh, needed something to do to stay in the freshwater. So one of my son's friends started a kayak league and I joined that. And, uh, just got hooked ever since.
0: Okay. John, how did she pull you back into the freshwater?
2: Uh, if I wanted to spend time with my wife, that is what I had to do. I had to try kayak bass fishing. I supported her for the first, I think two years. This is my third year or fourth year. This is your third third year and um i absolutely love it and although i say i would never see
0: her if
2: i wasn't kayak fishing we never see each other on the
0: water anyways about to say i didn't see you guys together at all the whole weekend
2: as soon as that trailer gets dipped she, she somehow manages to be gone before i can come back and say what? Well, where are you going? She's gone. I we just don't <laughs> we don't fish together. It's hilarious, but we ride in together and we leave together.
0: You sound you guys sound more like friends than married couple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've been married a long time. Uh,
0: okay, cool. Where are you got? What do you guys reside at now? Are you guys in the Northeast? Is that why we saw you there?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. What part of the Northeast are you in? We're in New Hampshire. Okay so you're New Hampshire so uh, I imagine you guys are going to be doing the uh, Winnie uh wasa- I am not even gonna pronounce it cuz I'll butcher it. Wenepesaki. Uh, yeah Yeah, yeah that's, a, right. that's a that's a tough place. Uh it's on my bucket list. I'm going to do it this year but last time I was there it broke my heart. Um but yeah. All right. Well, let's uh let's get into it just a little bit um you know I'm going to talk about cuz you know you guys you know you play first on Sunday, you play 6 uh, you guys are like a power couple in the kayak bass fishing community now, so we're going to go with that just for a second because it's my show and I get to make the rules. Um I want to know like kind of dynamics. I mean, obviously, you guys you travel together. We already know you guys don't fish together. But, I mean, do you guys plan these – like, when you guys get together and you start planning these trips, uh, do you guys look at maps together? Do you guys discuss this? Is it competition? Is it, like – I want the first place check and you can take the sixth place check. Like, How, how does this relationship work before we actually get to the lake? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can, how can, how can Cause that's one of the things like, I get very, I'm like, should I bring my wife into my world? Should I, should I let her go Only Cause my wife is highly competitive. Like, we used to work out together and we had to stop work out working out together because it became a chance. Like, I don't know if I can stay with you. If you're going to rub it in my face every time you beat me in a workout, so it was, it was, I've been very hesitant to ask if she wants to come into the, to the, the fishing community because all it takes is one good win, and I might regret it for the rest of my life. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> That's funny.
1: It's, uh, it goes back and forth. We, yeah. We do do a lot of mapping before. Like, we'll pull up on Google Earth. I'll look at old fishing tournaments. We'll look at uh, results of old tournaments, um, YouTube videos. Like, this tournament, we were really looking for shoals. Um, I found some down south, he found some up north. We figured they'd be spawning, but I, I knew that the bass tournaments were going to be coming along and the bass boats would just scoop up the spawning beds. Yeah. So I didn't even fish beds at all, not even because yeah. pre- I you know, knew that could disappear really quick.
0: Judy, you gave me like this false sense of like hope. Uh, because day one, you know, I met you guys at the launch, and uh. You're right. Like, I don't know where John went, but I I was trailing behind Judy a little bit because we were heading the same direction and uh, not even like what, 100, 200 feet. Like she just hooks into like an 18 inch off the docks or something like that uh, in from this little boy who was fascinated by the whole event. And I'm like, well, damn, maybe there are fish in this lake and it's going to be a good day. Uh, boy, was I wrong because when I got to my spot, it was just wasn't as exciting. But uh, I mean, like it, 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 it apparently like was going to be a good day. I would say day one. Right.
1: Yeah, I, would, I got that one right there. And it was on a rock pile. It wasn't on the docks. It was on the rocks coming off the shore. Okay. And then uh, I got a, a couple more by some small islands way like four miles down south. And I got uh-huh. one rock pile out in the middle. So I had fish, but they were really spread out. Right. I it's- had shallower water. I was just casting into it. If I hit a bed, it was by, by accident. But yeah, that was kind of my pattern. And then Day two, I tried some new stuff and I completely fell apart. I got small fish. I fell out of my kayak. Yeah, I
0: can't, we're talk about that a little
1: bit. <laughs> it, it, it grenaded. But.
0: Definitely talk about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, like, I
0: mean, what was your guys' experiences uh, going into Candlewood? Because I, I had none. That was my first time there, uh, and you know, and people told me it was a highly pressured lake, and I thought, you know, I live in New York, and you guys have been to Cayuga, uh, you know, and places, you know, some of the places I fish, and you know, I thought those were pressured lakes until I got to Candlewood. And I saw like just a new level. I, mean, I, I just wasn't expecting it. You know, when people, when people tell you that, then you, know, you actually see how many boats are on the water and, you know, and how many tournaments are taking place. And especially when they were spawning and how many fish are getting, you know, like, you know, I tell everyone, it's like you could not prepare. Like, you'd have a good day on this day. And if you went there the next day thinking it was going to be the same thing, that you, th- you thought you had a pattern. No, it's gone. Like, whatever, whatever you thought, you, like, every day was just different for me. Like, uh, as far as like, you know, like, and that's, that's one of the things that bit me in the ass on, uh, on Saturday it was just like I, you know, you know, I had a good day pre-fishing Friday because you know like uh, the first day on Thursday I just covered a lot of water and I kind of decided like right. what, I, you know, okay, th- I'm kind of getting what these things are doing. I was kind of like you, dude. I was finding them out uh, a little deeper, uh, just like, like kind of fishing blind but catching them on like some of those beds you really couldn't see compared to like the um, the highly visible ones. And then uh, so Friday, uh, you know, I decided what water I was going to fish and I went there and I really. Fish in those areas. I'm like, oh man, I got a pattern. I had like 88 inches in like an hour and a half. I'm like, I can work with this. I'm gonna leave this alone because if I don't, you know, I'm, I'm gonna abuse my areas. And then, uh, you know, come day one of uh, you know the tournament, I'm like, everything that I thought I had was gone. Um, and then, then you know, when, you know, at seven o'clock and they released those uh, the hounds, the, the 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 big boat guys. You can just hear them coming from Squats Pond. You can just hear like I don't know. In my mind, I heard like a gun go off, and then I just heard mmm, and it just boats everywhere. They come into my my area they come in fast and like six of them were like, like if it was like you know enemy you know approaching like the shores it would have been terrifying but they came in they just spread out and like these great you know crazy formations and they started taking everything that you wanted but uh it was just a tough it was a tough highly pressured lake that i just wasn't really prepared for like what was kind of your experience with that lake you know with everything because i don't know if you guys have ever fished it before
1: i didn't feel that much pressure because where i was i ran into bass boats but i wasn't where the majority of the boats were like Saturday morning when I, I went to my spot, there was a bass boat on each one. So I was kind of like, well, oh, well, you know, I needed to find something else. So then I found another pattern and I actually had a bass boat come up to me on one of the shores and um, I had already got five fish and I asked how they were doing and they said horrible. They weren't catching anything and they had a spinnerbait and a, like a crankbait tied on. I had a Ned rig. I cast it out right in front of them. I got a 20 inch Smalley and they were just like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> at school. so that was just kind of like you know they were they were doing more a moving bait i was doing net rig and i fished the net rig the whole time and that's i caught every fish on a net rig i tried other stuff and just nothing worked but yeah it's,
0: you it's, know, it's our, funny you say that because that, that was kind of like
1: they're fast you they don't stay in one spot and fish something slow and
0: yeah that was kind of like my learning experience because I, I tried my hardest on day one to fish chatter baits and a, a lipless and i you know i, I tried everything and it, it all failed me and then i'm like well, I should probably change something up if I, if I'm going to fish day two. And so I, I'm like, I, I put on a Ned rig I pretty much. I, I got, I don't know. I mean, I took the rods, but I had no plan on using them. And then I just, I, I, Ned rig. That was it. Just for eight hours, the slowest, most boring way I've yeah. ever fished in my life. And it gave me a top, you know, it got me in the top 20. And I'm like, there's, there's something to be said about fishing slow with, you know, baits like the Ned rig, you know, the, I mean, it's boring. There's no instant gratification. There's no, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just it works. You'll get it, five bites. I guarantee it. It works. <laughs> what about you, John? What was your experience like?
2: Uh, my experience was uh, basically what you just said. Thursday, we were pre-fishing. We had most of the day Thursday. I waypointed a pile of spots, and uh, I, in each waypoint, I was making note of how big the fish that I caught was on that spot, so that when it came time you know, game day, I was going to be ready and I was going to go right to the biggest fish that I caught. That happened to be almost four miles from, you know, squads. And um, I got down there and nobody else was down there and um the fish weren't down there. So it was <laughs> a comedy show. But I, you know, I always keep my chin up. I have a really positive attitude when it comes to fishing. And uh so instead of worrying about there's no fish now i got to run to my next spot I actually worked that whole area with a Ned rig real slow dragging it around uh, i didn't catch anything then i went to top water and i actually caught one on top water and uh, then I moved away from that first spot and actually went further away to spots i'd never been to before and um yeah i caught i had another one follow the top water but it didn't commit and then it took off back down again I saw where it went threw a Ned rig right at it caught it and that was in 1975 and uh yeah it was just kind of a magical everything that i did seemed to work or if it didn't work i didn't let it bring me down i would just keep pushing forward and you know going to my spots and progressions and then go to the best spots first and then go downhill and then some of the downhill spots which the docks were my least least productive spot turned into the game winner that was that was my best spots docks
0: yeah, my experience was nothing like that, John. Nothing like it. There was no topwater bite, there was no chatterbait, there was nothing but a, a, a Ned rig bite. It had to be a Ned rig. It had to be yeah. it had yeah. to be a green pumpkin with like a chartreuse dipped. It had it had to be something weird and like boring. And something. I just was not proud about throwing it, but it was the only thing I could find that could work. Um, right. and then, then no, it's just it was it was tough for me to figure it out until I you know, once you figure something out like that, like it's then it's like, oh, man, like this is it. Like you know, cause I started fishing like rock, rock pot. Like if I found rocks, I just sat there and I just fished the net rig yep. the whole time. And, that, and that's where I would produce bites. I didn't, I didn't get anything incredibly huge, but I was able to put up limits and stuff like that. Compared to like what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do was fish all that grass. Um, I right. mean, it was crazy. It was crazy the way that grass came up too. Like I mean, you're talking like twelve foot. Like it was just, it was high grass, and I figured there had to be bass in there. But I, right. did, I just couldn't make those areas work. I did have some success on day one or on practice day one. Was like fishing like the 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 inside of it, and I think I was finding fish on my beds, like you know around like I don't know eight five feet. I was like, I was dragging things around. I was able to find fish yep. that way, but uh, it did, didn't help me during the actual tournament at all. Right. So, all right. So
1: I found a yeah. lot right on the walls, those stone walls along the along the water. Yeah pretty much bounce them off the wall into the water and
0: they were right there at the base of the walls. Yeah. It's, it's funny you said that. Like, Cause like, that's when I, I caught one of mine on day two. Like I, I, I saw a rock that was real close to the wall. I'm like, I'm just going to hit that. And then as soon as it hit, it hit the wall bounce in the water. And I'm like, Oh shit, there's a fish on there. And yeah. he, he pulled it up there. It was, it was like, I, I was probably just as shocked as he was when, when he bit into it. <laughs> right. So yeah, I talked to you guys because we, we, we launched out the launch a few times together or closer around the time together. Um Day so day one or the end of day or the end of day Friday or the end of practice on Friday, I think I talked to you, John, and we were talking a little about it. And he's like, Oh, Judy thinks she has it. Uh Judy has <laughs> yeah. it figured out. <laughs> sure. she's like, yeah, she's like he's like he was like, he said that you were like uber confident that you had it figured out and then uh
1: Wait. you didn't have
0: it figured out on day one, did you? I had
1: nothing figured out. I it's funny because after day day two when I was getting ready for the tournament and then when Chad at the, at the captain's meeting said one fish gets you to the national championship, I said, you know what? I'm going for one fish. I'm just going to go have a good time. And then <laughs> I, I called Catherine field and she was like talking me off the ledge. Cause I was like, I have no plan. I just, I have a couple spots. I have nothing with a bunch of fish. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go have fun and just go fishing. Yeah. And that's what I said Saturday and Sunday. I said, you know what? I have no expectations. You know, I had told Jody queen on the water on, Friday on Thursday I ran into him and I said I wanted top 10 just kidding around and he's like really and I said yeah I but it wasn't serious I was I was hoping for back where I usually am but uh yeah it's just uh, it all came together at the tournament but uh, you know I had no expectations I was not thinking I got this at all all
0: <laughs> right well let's talk let, let, let's if we're already in that area let's talk about like how and wh- why and how did you fall out of your kayak <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, th- thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I got I got to. I got to.
1: <laughs> so I was on that uh, that main channel when we came out of the launch there was a like a speedboat and inboard on the other shore and I had cast it over there and I got my hook caught up in the ropes on the on the boat. So I went up next to it and I had like a metal bar you could hold on to so i was standing in my kayak. I was holding onto the bar and I was reaching up trying to get my hook out of the rope. And a wave came and just took my kayak right out from underneath me. And I just went between the boat and the kayak and I came to the top and I'm like, wow, what just happened?
2: <laughs> where Josh is she was standing in her kayak. That's the key word. I went over and t- ended up getting the hook out of the rope. Cause I didn't want the people to get their hand caught in it. And I almost flipped out of my kayak sitting in my kayak, trying to do what she did standing. So pretty sure standing was the, was the problem.
1: And it, it's, Didn't flip the kayak; it just flipped me. So, kayak. So yeah, so
0: it wasn't a complete disaster. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because so sometimes when you flip a kayak, it's a uh, it changes your life dramatically. Like now you spend you spend the next month. First, you know safety is obviously the most important thing. But then after you realize you're safe, you're okay, and you look at all your lost belongings, you realize, oh wow. It went like five, six thousand dollars to the bottom of the lake, never to be seen again, until some you know eight year old you know drags an egg rig across the bottom and and pulls up your fishing pole. Yeah, (laughs) right. So, besides that, like, what what else was your day one like? I mean, how? Because to me, like, day one was the worst day of my fishing career if if you want to call it a career. But that was like the day that like I was humbled. I felt humiliated. Like my, my confidence was zapped from me. Like like at the end of, at, at the end of day one, tournament wise, like I got back to the bunk, ramp. I didn't know if I was going to fish day two. Like I was ready to go home. Um, I was over it because I, I, I had no plan. I had nothing to go on. I didn't know. Like so to me, that lake seemed like you had to have like some kind of like level of experience. Because like if your plan A, plan B went the shit, you're like I, I was spawned. I'm like. Like I'm moving, like making these big movements, you know, three, four miles, just to go see if fish are on beds over there, knowing damn well that they're not, because I'm watching the boat guys snag them off one by one. It's like I don't even know why I'm over here. I left over here thinking that there's gonna be some miracle over here, but there's never any miracles in in fishing. It's just it's just the way it is. And I got there, and then I made another four mile trek back, or what? I mean, whatever. I, I moved so much that day, I was exhausted. I was hungry. I was I was defeated. All I wanted to do was go home. And it took like. It, it, I had to like dig deep and like, all right, you're gonna fish Sunday just so you can you can gain somewhat of your self respect back before you go home because you can't go home and see your wife like this. She's gonna you're gonna make her mad.
2: <laughs> well, my uh, my feelings on what you just said is I had four different types of areas that I I caught fish in, and they were just I'm not gonna say they were easy to catch, but like say those steep rock outcroppings that went down into the water, and then it was really deep water right after that. I, I caught two largies on three casts, and then I just left it alone. I said, "That's a good spot. Go find something else that produces." And then I just moved down just a short ways, and uh, same thing. I caught fish on steep outcroppings. Moved from there, then I went down to uh, off, off, uh, off, offshore uh, reefy area, and um, there goes my voice. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, first cast, I caught a large on the edge of the weed line, and that's where I started out on Sunday. It was right there, and then I had docks, so I had four different places and beds. And I had four different places that were producing fish.
0: Okay, now would you did you did you catch them kind of like post spawn? You think? Oh no, the uh,
2: I don't know how what we were doing. I don't I, know, I don't know what the story was on that. The fish that I caught Sunday may have been spawning, but I never saw the beds. Okay. They were under underneath docks. Uh, up against walls under vegetation they were uh they were all over the place but i never was fishing a bed on sunday the whole day that's I
1: crazy had their tails all torn up not one of them
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: it's so weird because like most people were catching them on beds like i you know and, like a lot of my fish i felt were you know, I, I know especially like my bigger fish like their, their their asses were red they look like they've been like they were bedding uh, i didn't right. see their bed i didn't see their bed um you know the water there, they had that pollen that came in. Uh, then plus one day it had wind. And then, as soon as those boats get released, you know, when they, talk about, when they talk about the washing machine effect, it's true, it is a washing machine. It was. it, 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 that sitter, it's, it's just like the water's moving like this, water's bouncing off the wall, coming back, throwing you over here. And you're just getting thrown all over the place, and you're trying to, you know, fish these dot or whatever you're trying to fish. It was, but I mean, it, it was a washing machine effect. So, like, I, you know, I never. You with know, the fish I caught, I'm sure there were beds, but I just could never see the beds. But everyone down south, you know, they were catching those gigantic smallmouth. You know, they said they were pulling them off beds. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. I, I just could not find beds to save my life. After day two, you know what I mean? After, like, uh, all the practice is over, come, you know, come tournament day, that I just could not find that. And the ones I did find on beds, uh, they were, like, up north where – you know, outside that, that ring of whatever you want to call it, but like up, up North and some of like the, uh, I guess more, a little bit more protected water. Uh, but even then, they weren't like, they weren't like, like committed to their beds. Like, you know, I, mean, I don't know if it's because they had their faces ripped off so many times or, or <laughs> they were just moving up or what they just said, they wanted nothing to do. And you, it's a hard thing to commit to, especially when you're already panicking, when you're yeah. already like, like, you know, everything's gone to shit. I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm not catching fish. This dude's already up to 90 something inches what am I going to do? And you get up there, like it's, it's hard to commit two hours to a fish. Just this is being, it doesn't want anything to do with what you're throwing at them. So you were watching the scoreboard. I take it. I usually don't until everything goes bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, cause I you know, usually, you know, like you know, my first spot, most of the time kind of produces, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I usually pick right. spots. I can, I can kind of squeeze out a limit and then once I get a limit, I can start worrying about calling and, you know, and, and really like hitting some of those like, what do you call it, like B water type or B C water type spots and try to try to you know try to win a thing? But like you know when like two three hours you ain't got to fish and now you got to make a you know a uh, you know a thirty minute move up north. It's like well, what am I gonna do? I'm, like, I'm gonna see what's going on in the world. And then until so you check your Instagram, no one's yeah. messaging you, which means you're <laughs> not. You, you, you check your message, see if your wife messaged you. She's not. She doesn't care. And so you're like, oh, I'm gonna see what the score is. And you're like, oh shit, they got ninety what inches? It's <laughs> just like, right. and then like you know everyone like they had like a bunch of people that were already up there. I'm like how are these people crushing it you know, i know how to fish you know i, I know what i'm doing somewhat and so it's like i can't i can't put a fish on the board so next thing I know you know i'm I'm like oh i gotta figure something out And next thing i know i'm just like exhausting myself for no reason um and you know it, it's it, i say it's a learning curve but it's, it, it happens way too often i think to people you know what i mean like it's uh i think it's what it's uh, it's one of the when you look at like the difference between like people just coming to sport and like someone like jody queen or something like that it's like it's probably the mind game, you know, the mental part of this game that really sets people apart because everyone has bad days, uh, but not everyone can recover from the bad day or not everyone can recover from the bad moments like some other people can. Like me, I, I, maybe I'm still learning that part because when it gets bad, like I, you, you can tell, like I'm moving. I'm exhausted. You can tell. I'm like, you'll see me going across the lake, you know, going up and down, north, south, east, west, uh, whatever, just just trying to figure it out and, you know, and not really fishing as much as I am moving. That's how you can tell I'm really spun out and like, desperate desperate for like right. some fish attention yeah
1: it's easy to get in a death spiral i started doing that sunday morning like i couldn't find anything and it's just like oh man this is just and all of a sudden i hit one spot where i caught a, a couple fish and then i started catching a couple more fish and then i caught a bunch of little ones and it just you know at the end i got a was coming back to the docks um back towards the launch and i ended up getting an 18 largemouth under those walkways not the docks themselves but those like gang planks that they had they were under there too and uh just random cast under there i took a couple of casts and i ended up with an 18 largemouth and that that helped me at the end but you know i i, I always try to tell myself every cast is a fish because sometimes you get so used to not catching anything and then all of a sudden you get a bite and you lose it because you weren't ready yeah so well, that's the- i've kind of got into that little mantra of, you know just you got to be ready every single time and it can turn around so fast. Our son, he, gas boats and he used to tell us all the time, you know, it's he's cutting so many winning fish, like five minutes till the end of the tournament. And, you know, you just never know when things are just going to light up and you just got to keep your chin up.
0: Yeah. I, you know, Sunday was like, like I said, so Sunday was a completely, I hate it because like Sunday was like, it was like night and day, like yo, month, or Saturday completely skunked. Yo, Sunday was it? had really great moments in the tournament, you know, I, I'm like, Oh shit, I'm top 10. And then like, I never got out of top 20. I'm like, well, you know what you're doing? Why did not you just do this yesterday? And like, what I did was like, I just fish, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like I knew it was gonna be a tough day. Cause you know, like like if, if Saturday was tough, go ahead and expect Sunday to be tough. And if it's not, well, hell yeah. Uh, but you know, you can't ever, you know, I'm not going to expect anything to be better. So, you know, I just stopped and I just fit. And like, I think I was like, one of my problems, with, like slow fishing is that like there's just, you, a lot of times you feel like, for me, like you know, I like to fish fast. You feel like you're wasting your time. You know, like if, I, if I'm throwing a Ned rig, you know, like I'm missing out on on a, on a chatterbait bite. You know what I mean? Like, or some, I don't know why my my brain goes to that, but it, it goes to that. It's just like, oh, why can't you just fish, you know, a Ned rig for an hour and get that one bite? Because that one bite you got with a Ned rig's better than that two hours you didn't get shit with the, uh, the chatter bait. Right. Uh, and that was kind of like, you know, like the like you'll be surprised. Like what, what I probably learned at this tournament for my next term. It's like, you'll see me out there slinging a Ned rig for two, three hours. You're know, trying to get a limit. If things get bad. And that, I think it was like one of the biggest thing was like, slow down and just fish. Like you can move all you want, but if you're not going to do things right, if you're not going to get there and and, and, and present the proper, uh, you know, presentation or whatever, retrieval, whatever you're not going to, you're not going to be like this spot. The other spot's not going to produce any better than this spot. You know, if, if if it's if the if the bite's not on, if, you know, if it's not like a a pre-spawn hungry ass fish bite, it, it's not gonna change from like spot to spot. I don't believe, from for the most part, you know, and especially if you're just gonna go to the the you can go to another spot, and just do the same thing you're doing at the spot that you had no success at. You think you're gonna take something over there? That they're, I mean, it's just it's just weird <laughs> the way our brain works sometimes. But like fishing <laughs> slow and and just doing doing the doing the painful dirty things and really picking that spot apart. And then you know, it's funny like once you catch a fish or two, you're like hmm, how did I do that? And you're like, well, they must be sitting here for some reason. And then next thing you know, you got a limit. You're like, oh, well, look at that. Learning just occurred. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's it's crazy how it works sometimes, but you really got to get out of your head and sometimes you just got to fish.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: Yep.
1: yep. All yep. right, so de- we fish pretty slow, anyway. We're big cinco fishermen. No,
2: very slow.
1: This one, you could you could watch paint dry when you're watching him fish.
2: I, I am. I'll cast to the same spot if it's juicy, juicy and tasty looking. I will just saturate that spot with whether it's a cinco a Ned rig, a uh, just whatever. So I am so slow, and if I think there's a fish in there, I'll stay there till I get it. And I'm just like, <laughs> and like you said earlier. I don't do as well with the speed fishing. I, I I pick spots and I really really just
0: take care of that spot. Yeah. That's my uh, deal. Well, obviously it's working for you. Uh yep. how did you, how would you feel going to day 2? Like I mean, obviously you you you're the champ on day 2. Um Hell you know, compared yeah. to the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So compared to day 1, like how did you feel day 2? Did you feel like, I mean, I mean your, your day 1 wasn't that bad either. Um so was respectable day one I was very happy ninth
2: place I was I was super happy with ninth place I was like I could go home when just lay an egg on Sunday and be perfectly happy and bragged all my friends at the golf club golf course and I was all set I was good but um the way I started it was that offshore reef and all I had caught was one fish there but it looked so good there was a tight weed line all the way around it. There were weeds coming up four feet off the bottom. It was anywhere from 10 to 16 feet deep. And I'm like, there's fish in there. I know there's fish in there. And there wasn't any. And so then (laughs) I just started hopping around after that. I did a couple laps around my islands. Nothing was going on there. And then I said, well, I caught a fish on the docks yesterday. I'll go over there. And that's where I stayed for. I didn't have my first fish didn't come till 9 AM in the morning Sunday. And then uh, I went over to those docks, and then uh, I rounded the corner, and there was a kayaker in front of me. There was a bass boat in front of him, and the guy in the kayak was fishing super slow, like I do. Caught two fish in front of me, and I'm
0: like, "It's gonna be a long day." But <laughs> now, pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do. I mean, like, were, were, was the bite big for you at first, or was it something you had to like? I mean, to me, it was just it was it was a tough day. Also, like, just. Because I mean, like people are pulling pulling all those fish off those beds, and they're taking the weigh-ins and to never be seen again. Who knows what those fish do after after a big boat weigh-in? Um, right. I mean, so, so to me, it's just like the decision. I mean, you had to really consider that when you're out there uh, fishing. Was like, and like as far as like where, where you want to like spend your time at. Um, yep. Did that cross your mind? Like, I mean, did that cross your mind a lot? Like, I mean, like it, it, you're spending a lot of time. Especially when you're fishing slow, you know what I mean. It's like, it's like every every decision you make is like very important. Like it, it, like you're taking an hour, two hours off your uh, your fishing time because you only got eight of them.
2: Right. Well, the way I like I said earlier, I had like four different, distinctively different spots that produced fish during pre-fishing. And I was mostly using a Ned rig during that time. But I also tried a chatterbait because I've never caught a fish on a chatterbait, a bass. I've caught nice. lots of pickerel, but never on a chatterbait. And I'm like, I got I to gotta get this thing down because everybody's raving about it. But uh, that didn't work. Topwater wasn't working. And I said, well, all I had was the docks. So the docks turned out to be really good for me because also Judy said the gangplanks were holding fish. And I figured those docks at the end, you couldn't cast under them. You couldn't skip under them. There was no room. And I figured, like, those were little bass hotels, and they were holding a lot of bass that you couldn't get to. So I think those bass were replenishing the, the wall and the yeah. spots.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if a lot of people, because <clears throat> obviously, obviously that time of year, everyone's thinking, oh, they're spawning. Well, we're going to go to the spawning flats. We're going to find places where they're spawning. <laughs> I haven't talked to a lot of people who did offshore fishing uh, yeah. d- d- down at Kendall. and I wonder if that was, you know, it, it's juicy and it's exciting to think about, like catching fish on beds. If that was kind of like, I mean, it, obviously it helps some people, but if it was like a curse for some, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like tra- trying to find those fish on beds, uh, you know, with, with, with everything that was going on but then like someone just being a little bit, you know, like I'm, I'm going to go try offshore. And I wonder if they found, you know, like, like some of those spots that you were saying they were kind of like reproducing or, you know, resetting, whatever it is. And that's, yep. they, they, that could have been like the game changer for a lot of people. Right. But we get, we get, You get fixated sometimes. You get fixated. On, I mean, like, why wouldn't you want to go fish beds? I mean, like you're looking, especially some of the fish that I did see on beds. I'm like, that is the biggest smallmouth I've ever seen. Just sitting yeah. there, just sitting yeah, there well, looking for something. I, I remember one, like, I hit him three times, and each time I hit him, he'd do like a backflip, a somersault, and get back in like fighting position, like, <laughs> like ready, ready, ready to do battle. And I'm like, but he he wouldn't commit to it. But still, at the same time, I'm like, that's a, that's a big fish. That would do wonders for my score if I was if I was hooked at right now. Right, right. I
1: fished a tournament up on Great Pond with uh, maniac anglers a couple weeks ago, and I had never really bed fished, and it was. I came on a shore that was just absolutely loaded with beds and I caught a couple smallies off of that. that's the first time I've ever really bed fished. But then I was using a Ned rig out in the deeper spot or deeper and shallower spots. And I was getting bass out there. So I knew that there was fish on the beds, but there was also fish that were still out deep. And that really helped me in this tournament cause I didn't just concentrate on beds. Like I said, I didn't bed fish cause I knew they were all going to get picked off and then I'd just get frustrated. So, um, fishing that tournament up on great pond in Maine really helped how to figure out this
0: canva yeah i was kind of i was kind of upset myself uh you know i have you know this is like my my 176th episode whatever so i've talked to a lot of great anglers on the show and uh you know one of my episodes was about um you know spring fishing you know the uh pre-spawn spawn and post-spawn and you know i was talking to a guy and he you know he's a big educator like you know he does you know all the youtube channel whatever and he's Everyone knows him, and like I have one of the smartest minds. In my show, and we were talking about that. You know, like fish on beds and how challenging it can be. He's like, "Yeah, why don't you just turn around and fish the fish? You know, and fish for the fish that are not on beds. Yeah. You know, it's like he's like the, the lake's big. The fish are vast. There's more fish in that lake than you'll ever know. And they don't all like if if you only see two fish spawning, there's probably a thousand fish, something fish behind you not spawning. Right. You know, like why are you focusing on those when like you just turn around and start fishing? the other way and go find those fish. Uh, you know, if it's, if it's that, I mean, it, it's, it's easier said than done, but still like, you know, like when I was driving home I'm like, you know, and I was like thinking like, what, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? And it's like, why did not I just turn around and fish the other fish? Like, why did not I just like go out there and like, you know, but maybe it's it was offshore or whatever, I, whatever I wanted to do, but like there's fish everywhere. Like, why were you so focused on the bed? Because, because, was, you, because you could see them and it's really hard
2: if you've seen that fish on a bed and you know how big that fish is, and you yeah. know how bad you need that fish in your bag, it's really hard as an angler to to walk away from that. It's, you know, it's 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 uh, it's not easy. You
0: want to hear the irony, John? Like uh, a week before that, I had a uh, another tournament on Otisco Lake up here in New York, and yeah. uh, you know, my first morning spot, you know, like you know, I had real success in this cove, and I'm like, it's you know, and, and granted, it was cold that morning, so it was like. You know, you wanted to wait until the sun heated up because it was still, like, in the 30s or 40s, and the water temps was, like, in the, the low 50s. So the fish weren't necessarily, like, in on beds or anything, but like, they were acting weird because we had a few heat front, whatever, heat spells. But, you know, I go to my spot. You know, I still can't see things. So I'm moving back, but, I'm like, I'm going to keep coming back here because as soon as that sun comes up, I can see there's going to be fish everywhere. And so I came back finally when the sun was up around, like, 8, 9, and my fish are everywhere. I got winning fish all around me uh they're not necessarily on bed but it looks like they're like it looks like they're on beds but they're probably not uh but you know every, i'm throwing everything i can at them and nothing's happening but i refuse to leave that spot because it was hard for me to go back to yep. where i was catching you know, i caught two fish a little bit like offshore on like the uh the outside grass line like you know fishing with those heavy chatter baits like slowly across the bottom and i caught two decent sized fish but i kept going back to the spot thinking that these fish were to turn on because <laughs> i saw them and like i was so nervous i wouldn't leave i would only go like a hundred feet away the fish, the outside grass line, but then run back before he wanted to get there. Cause I thought those fish were mine, but because I could see them because I knew their size, I was so dedicated to those, those fish. And, they, and, they, and it took me, it probably took until like one o'clock, an hour before, uh, you know, last cast, for those fish were to finally turn on. But the time I wasted on them, because like you said, it's like you see them and it's hard to, it's hard to leave them. It but is. Who knows what I could have done if I would have stuck with the pattern that worked. Uh, if I would have just took a little chance and like, great. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shitting. You. Like I've you Not like my 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 winning fish were all in front of me. It was it was just amazing how many fish were around me because they were all moving up shallow to get warm. I, I believe that's what they were doing. Either that or they were getting ready to move up to beds. But still, I wasted probably what four hours of the day tr- trying to catch fish that wanted nothing to do. with me. And, and, and if someone else would have came in, I mean, like when you when you throw enough stuff at them, you realize they just don't want anything. So it Doesn't matter what Steve from downtown like, when he gets here, he's probably gonna have the same trouble I'm having. But right. there's my bite out there. It's Just weird, like how. You know, you just get fixated on these targets that just – you're not going to win. You're not going to win fishing like that. It's madness. I'm sure there's a quote that says, you know, like the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. But here we are doing the same (laughs) thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And then, you know, when you're sitting at the award ceremony and, you know, someone wins like, you know, 80 inches, it's like I could have beat that guy if I just –
2: Stuck to the plan.
0: Stuck to a plan. Stuck to the plan, John. But I didn't. But I mean, yeah, but you're right. Like, that was like some of the things like, you know, we're having no I wish it's just weird. All these, these lessons you learn in fishing and then come game day, you forget all about them. Yep. You, you don't apply them. <laughs> and then, yep. and then you, you, you do that long drive home yelling at yourself because you know better, you know better. But you, I know we're just creatures of habit sometimes. We just go back to what we think works. Right.
1: When we, when we drive home, we're not talking to ourselves or talking to each other. We will break down a tournament for a week after a tournament. And just, it's all we talk about. And we drive our kids nuts. You know, we'll talk about what did you do over there? What was your favorite moment? What was the worst moment? And, and it's just like, we don't ever stop. It is pathetic.
2: It is pathetic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's right. it's, it's fine because we learn from each other, but it just, it, I don't know. We both love it. And it's it's uh, it's a great little midlife crisis.
0: Right. And that's will because this uh, because, you know, I guess KBF doesn't turn off their standings. Uh, like they used to back in the past, like an hour prior to the end of the turn, whatever to last cast, like they'll turn turn them off. So I didn't know that, but I guess you can you can track all the way to the end. But uh, when you guys get back to the boat launch on day two, what was that conversation like? Uh, you know, sitting at first, sitting at sixth place. I mean, that'd be pretty exciting to see each other in the top ten. I mean, like I mean to me, that's like, that's like the perfect thing because you don't want to be like you know one of you guys being first and the person being like sixtieth. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that's right. a rough that's, that's a rough card ride home, you know. That's a that's a conversation I don't want to have with my wife. I'm like like it's it's one thing to beat your wife or or, or something other, but to beat them that bad, I don't know. My like my wife, she, whether she won or didn't win, like I'd have ai would get my ear, I'd get it, I'd get it. You know, what I mean, my wife is that competitive. She's 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 one of the most competitive people I know, and it scares me. Well, Judy is the least competitive person I've known for. 37
2: years of my uh, marriage to her and bass fishing has turned her into an animal. She's like a professional sports person, like trash. She's awful. She's crazy. And uh, it's so fun to watch her like this because this is, she used to say to me, is everything a competition? Do you have to be so competitive with everything? Because I'm the one who's always been super competitive about everything. Like I drank my drink quicker than you did, or something right, right. like that. But she's uh, she's turned into well, an. I animal. let everybody
1: else win everything. But it wasn't. It was fun at, after we got off the water on day two. But I was really nervous until everybody submitted pictures because right. you don't know who's sandbagging. Right. It, the worst one though was he won on the Charles river last year for one of the KBF trails. And I had a horrible day and I had to wait for him. He went so far down the river. He was, he went through like he caught fish in four different towns and he calls me, he's like, I'm about an hour and a half down the river. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It was about 90 degrees. I wasn't At catching least. anything all day and he ends up winning the tournament. So I was happy for him, but that was a long day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but we're, we always, I mean, we always support each other. It's, always and when yeah. we're just fun fishing you know there's days where i'm just you know getting 20 21 inch bass and he's just grumbling over there because he can't catch anything and then another day he'll be doing it and i'll be like i can't catch anything but I, you know i can so it goes back and forth but yep. we just have a blast doing it
0: we do and what about your uh like your your leisure fishing like i mean uh, do you guys go out by yourselves do you guys go out together i mean you got the truck which carries both you can carry both kayaks like you know what's because, you know, if my wife was to get into sport, I'd have to buy another truck. Uh, right. Because, she, she, you know, because we wouldn't fi- – I'll tell you, me and my wife wouldn't fish together that much. We, we might travel on road trips together, but we would not, like, on a Monday, we're both going to go fishing together. Because we, we, we just couldn't do it. Like, uh, we're just that competitive. But, like, what about you guys? You guys – like, are you guys – how many – I mean, you guys in the water weekly, even, even when you're not doing tournaments or what? There, there is no leisure fishing for the
2: whole summer. So, from April – all the way up until November, we have the monthly challenges that I love. Okay. I absolutely love those. And that just feeds my competitiveness. And um, like before I came, before I'm talking to you, I was out, I looked at a job and then I spent the rest of the day on a lake. And uh, yeah. I was just trying to get my monthly monthly numbers up because I'm in fourth place and I'm not used to that. So <laughs> I, I really wanted to get, get a couple of big fish today and uh, I didn't get them. And I told my son what I got. I got like, seven or eight fish between fourteen and seventeen inches and he goes dad that's what most people catch and I'm like yeah I'm not most people <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah we don't we don't really leisure fish anymore it's bass fishing twenty four seven and it goes from April all the way up to November and it's just a blast. I love it. Love yeah. it. Oh, well cool yeah. we'll the... we'll... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry
1: Judy. Oh if I go by myself like I, I started out in a sundolphin and it fits inside my RAV4. So if I wanna go by myself, I basically throw my RAV4 in the car and I just go, cause I, I have You're a couple-
2: throw a RAV4 in your car?
1: My, my Sun Dolphin in the RAV4. Yes. And I'll go toodle around in that. Cause I just, I fished in that for years and I I just go after work a lot of days and just stop at a little pond and catch some fish. But um, I can throw my uh, top water in the back of a pickup truck and take it by myself. But okay. for the most part, we go together. And he goes every day. It's a, it's pathetic. He'll call me at work. Oh, yeah, I'm over on this lake. Oh, I'm over here. I'm on my second lake of the day. I just cut a 20, and I'm like, you just stink. But- and then she
2: tells me she's to send her pictures of big fish I catch during the day. But then when I send it to her, I hear about it when she comes home. Don't send me pictures at work. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like, I want to see everything that you catch.
0: <laughs> so it's well, fun. cool. All right. Well, we'll wrap this thing up soon, guys. Um. What's, 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 what's your guys' goal, like, going into like this? Like, are you guys, like, just fishing KBS? Are you fishing as many tournaments as you can? Like, what's the, what's the goal of the year uh, for you guys? Because, you know, like me, I'm all over the place. I'll fish a KBF event. I'll fish a Hobie event. I'll fish my local events. I'm running a local uh, ch- series here. Uh, if there's another local event and I don't have anything else going, I'll go to that. Like, I, I don't, I don't have, like, any message to my madness. I'm not chasing the angle of the year. I'm just, like. If I can fish a tournament, I'll fish a tournament. Like I, I'm, I'm only here to cash checks. Uh, that's 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 my goal. Is it's to uh, to make this as more as profitable as I can, so I can quit stealing from my my wife's piggy bank. Um, yep. you know, so that's that's, that's 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 my goal with uh, so so far with my season next year I might change it up, but this year, which is all about get better, fish as many tournaments as you can, and let's see where we are at the end of 2021. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do
1: New Hampshire kayak fishing. We do Maine kayak anglers kbf elite um we did some kbbt last year we'll probably do some of that this year but you know it's we'll we'll go to the national championship with kbf um we just i mean the, the local you know trail tournaments that we do with our own trails those are just fun and you're getting together with the people and that's very competitive because you know you get your points and stuff like that but it's just fun getting on all the different lakes like we do the big tournaments which we really like know but you make a weekend out of it that's that's our vacations now like before we used to go you know on different kind of vacations now it's pretty much what tournament were you going to do and you know let's take a few days off like we'll be out on uh, the hobie event on champlain it took a week so we'll do quite a few days of pre-fishing there Messalonski next week um then winnie i'm directing kind of the elite tournament um with jason and kev and uh kenwood Um, We'll be up there for that, but it's just really getting on as much water as we can, and you will learn every time you go out, you learn something. Yeah. You don't catch fish. You're talking to the turtles and the loons and the people, and it's just, <laughs> it, it's just so much fun. It's just yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so what do you think? I'm doing Lake Champlain too. Uh, what do you guys think about that lake? Like, uh, I'm a little, I'm like, it's hard for me to break down a lake that big because it's like it, it has so much to offer, and it's just so big and vast. It's like. What, how much water can I really cover? Uh, do I, do I want to just break it down, pick a you know, pick a few spots, and, and just just live and die on those spots that I pick, or what? I mean, it's just a gigantic bottle of your water that has so much to offer people. I mean, like it's it is gigantic, small mouth, giant, largemouth. It's got a frog bite. It's got an offshore bite. It's got right. What, what are we gonna do, John? It's so big.
2: Well, I'm mostly like a dirty pond fisherman. That's my yeah. That's what I'm really good at is dirty, nasty water. So when we go to big lakes, like even Cayuga Lake out in New York, um, I didn't have a clue. We had uh, what ha- half of a day to pre-fish. To pre-fish. I, didn't, I think I caught one fish, and it wasn't anything to brag about. And uh, Judy didn't catch anything. I saw guys on that railroad bridge that everybody saw on YouTube. So I definitely wasn't alone. Um, and I just stayed on that bridge for the whole day. And the following day it was after the tournament. It was the post day and um, we caught fish out in the middle, which is what I wanted to do was, you know, use jigs and catch fish out in the middle of the lake, which I've never really done before on a big lake like that. So it's kind of cool. So like Champlain is very similar. It's going to be a huge body of water, something I'm not used to. Yeah, we're going after bass, but it's a totally different environment and it's just fun to just keep on, you know, putting some uh, weapons in your arsenal
0: yeah agreed agreed <laughs> yeah and
2: florida we went to florida this winter and I, I sucked it up big time bad uh after all the days i think it was three days of pre-fishing on the f- third day i had five fish i was like okay every day i'm getting better i'll be able to put some some fish down and, on the board uh, I didn't do well at all. It's just, <laughs> it's just not a dirty pond where we were. It's just totally different fishing. Same same animal, but just totally different environment. Right. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Um, it was nice meeting you guys. Uh, you know, I, I kind of met you guys at KU a little bit, but I, really, I think you know, I really got to talk to you guys at, at the launch and stuff at uh, you know at uh, Candlewood. So yeah, that's probably like, my favorite part. Like, I, it's been a while since I've done a KBF event. Uh, obviously, uh, COVID last year, I just didn't feel like traveling that much last year cause I'm in New York. And so everywhere I went, you know, it was like coming back would have been harder. Uh, right. so I, I didn't do a lot of travel last year. So this year I'm finally getting out. and I'm like, you just dude, had a great time. Like I thought, I thought the Candlewood event was ran really good. All things considered what, what, what those poor directors had to put up with as far as like what the state and the, the, the towns were doing. You know, I thought everyone did a great job. And the, uh, the captain's meeting and the award ceremonies. I thought they were. I thought they were awesome. I thought Chad, Jason Gardner, everyone did an incredible job. And I enjoyed yeah. the whole damn thing. Like just meeting everyone, meeting you guys. I, I just, it, it was, it's why I love the sport so much. Yeah. Right.
1: It's definitely the people we've met so many cool people. And I, you know, like Trisha Angelini, I've run into her in so many tournaments, you know, we go out for dinner if we're at the same tournaments and stuff. And it's just, uh, it's just such a great bunch of people.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, you two have a good night. I got to get up for a tournament at, you know, whatever, dark 30. So uh, I got to get out of here and go to bed. But uh, I look forward to seeing you guys again. Obviously, I'm going to see you guys in Champlain here in the next few weeks. But uh, you guys have a good night. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you guys again soon. All right. Very good. Thank you. Bye.